Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's a pain-free Friday for us. Dawn out, minutes on a mahogany, waxing it up. 100, 200, the bad seed, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They understand that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friends, they come around, fly to fly to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs of town, what a mess, this town's a tatter. My brain's splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? Eight. Five five two one two four CBS our toll free line brought to you by Geico. Great news, you can save a bunch of money like Carver High did. He went on to uh, Geico.com, he switched to Geico, and in fifteen minutes he saved fifteen percent on his car insurance. He was very excited. All right, uh very big show for you tonight. Jamie Eisenberg will join us at eleven. So start calling at the top of the hour when we break. And go into the second hour. So, like, you know, right before 11 o'clock, start calling and get on with Jamie to handle all of your fantasy, who to start, who to sit, who to deal, what to do, how to win your fantasy league this weekend in the NFL Pain Day. Are you ready? Jamie Eisenberg, top of the hour, 1103 East. 1140 East, David Grubb, Crescent City Sports. We'll talk about the Saints Bears game at Soldier Field, and of course, Zion Williamson expected to miss several weeks to start the season with a knee injury, but a a severe injury has been ruled out. Well, it's got to be something wrong with him if he's going to miss several weeks. You know, they act like, oh, it's not, it's not severe, but he's not going to play for a month, right? Like, so which is it? It sounds like it's bad. Especially when they had to shut him down right after the beginning of summer league because he got hurt. Sit him down, let him rest. He's healed up, and then he comes back and gets hurt right away again. So rough start for uh, Zion Williamson with his knee. The Yankees just forced game six with a 4-1 win in the Bronx. I'm very surprised that they won tonight, to be honest with you, because they have sucked so bad at these uh, three games in New York, the two prior, they were terrible. They couldn't hit. And then you get a Hicks three-run bomb and a, what, uh, LeMayhew hit one? So two home runs in the game, and that was it. It all happened in the first. Four to one was the final. And now what, tomorrow night, Carver High in Houston is game six? Tomorrow night, game six, and it will be a battle of the bullpens. So... Anything could happen, I guess, tomorrow night, right? Now, you don't like what would face you on Sunday night, but who cares about that? Just win tomorrow night, and then who knows what happens on Sunday. You could have a first inning like you did tonight against Verlander, right? You could have a first inning like Verlander. You could. Now, I thought that they had an opportunity tonight when they got 30 pitches and four runs on Verlander in the first. I figured 
you know, if you can win this game, they're going to run that bullpen tomorrow. If you can get this guy out of the game and start digging into those guys that they got to use tomorrow, that could really be a huge advantage for you. They did not do that. Verlander basically went rocking chair from the second through the seventh inning, threw like 70 pitches total in, in those innings. It was just flew right through it. So everybody. he had one bad inning. One bad inning, the first, and then the Yankees did not touch him the rest of the way. Well, that was the same thing as what Cole did to him. He got a lead, and it was over. 2 nothing. Right. it was over. But the main thing that the Yankees got tonight was, not only did they get a big hit in the first inning, they got an A-plus performance the from, big J- maple. from the Big Maple. Paxton giving you six innings. The run in the first inning, you could even say, wasn't even his fault. Gary Sanchez, who continues to have a you know, he just couldn't stop balls behind the plate. So that got him a run in the first. Paxton was excellent. I thought Boone, you know Boone likes the quick hook. I thought he was going to go get him, like, only, you know, right at the start of the sixth. He knows, too, what he's got heading for him tomorrow. Let him go the sixth inning also. Really strong Who's going to pitch tomorrow? Same thing. They're going to run all their guys. A green will probably start, you know, and but, but everybody's going to touch the ball tomorrow. You know, green will start. They're going to probably need a couple innings out of half tomorrow. Adovino's got to show up. He's been awful in this series. He's been awful. And then they got to get to these same guys, the Canelys, the Britons, and the Chapmans, uh, like they did tonight. Canely wasn't sharp tonight, that's for sure. But um, that's what tomorrow is. But the Astros have the same thing tomorrow. You know, they got to start. They got to basically throw guys in the first five or six innings that have not pitched a lot in this series. So now that we know that they're playing in Houston tomorrow night, I want to see right here if the odds are out already for that game. I'm sure they are. It's. Uh... Houston minus a buck forty, and they're saying, uh, yeah, they have no pitchers. They just have Yankees yeah, plus one third. Right for both teams, they don't have pitchers listed. It's going to be a, you know, a mishmash of guys for both teams. It should be a very interesting game. You can't be serious. You think they're going to actually force the seventh game? Well, look, I, I thought that tonight was the hurdle. Obviously, I didn't think that they would beat Verlander tonight. I, I didn't I, either. I just did I not. lost that bet. And they're not going to pitch Cole on three days rest tomorrow. They're going to save him for Sunday when right. he's f- at full strength in case they need him. So now, tomorrow, everybody's throwing everybody And tomorrow. then otherwise, if he if he doesn't go, if they, if they win, then he'll pitch game one of the World Series. Right. They have that also in the back of their mind, I'm sure. But tomorrow is a true anything can happen. You don't have true starting pitchers pitching on either side. It could be a very interesting, crazy type of game. 8.08 East tomorrow in uh, Houston, 7.08 their time. But we we destroyed the Yankees last night, and deservedly so with the way that they played last night. I will say, they came out tonight and they, and they showed a little heart, and they give them a little credit tonight. They did come out and didn't lay down like I thought they would after the way they laid down last night. They got to Verlander early, pitched great. That's a nice job by them to get back on a plane to Houston tonight. I still don't think they have a chance to win I it. do not think they will win two games in a row in Houston. I do not. Could they win tomorrow night? Absolutely they could win tomorrow night. I don't think that they could. If they got to Sunday, I just don't know. Because by then you would have had to use all these guys tonight. You had to use uh, Britton and Chapman. You're going to have to use them tomorrow if you win that game. By the time you get to Sunday, they've got a guy who's going to throw 120 pitches. You know it. And he's going to be great. And you're going to go with Severino for who knows how long. 
and then you're going to have all these guys gas. He can't get anybody out, Severino. But you know what? If you get to Sunday, just get there. Worry about it when you get to Sunday. I'll give you that. The Chiefs got good news, the best possible. Patrick Mahomes, uh, an MRI confirms a dislocated kneecap, but no significant damage otherwise. He's expected to be back this season in what, three games he's going to miss? Should the Chiefs trade for another quarterback during Mahomes' absence? Should they make a move and get another quarterback or just go with Matt Moore? They've already said they're going with Matt Moore. So at the half, Ohio State, a last-second field goal to go up 31-3 on Northwestern at Ryan Field in Chicago. That's happening. Hockey. Jackets, Hawks, Chicago after 2-1-1. Red Wings, Oilers in the second, scoreless. Ducks up 1-0 on the Canes at the Pond early in the first. Avs 5-4 over the Panthers in overtime. Nathan McKinnon. Penguins 4-2 over the Stars. Latang twice. Capitals 5-2 over the Rangers. Oshie twice. Carlson three assists. So... Believe it or not, there's other college football tonight. I know that uh, Syracuse was getting their ass beat by Pitt 27-13 with five minutes left. And as far as the other games are concerned, I told you about the Buckeyes lead over Northwestern 31-3. Marshall leads Florida Atlantic by five with 40, about 40 seconds left in the game at FAU and Boca. They don't have the ball either. Marshall's going to win that game. Ohio State up. UNLV up 3 nothing on Fresno with 11 minutes left in the first. So there you go. That's all shaking out tonight. And then uh, there's some NBA action, preseason action. Rockets in the fourth, four minutes left. They're up 129-117 over to Heat. Pelicans lead the Knicks 194 at the Garden. Spurs at home 71-63 over the Grizzlies after three. Final Wizards 112-93 over the Sixers. Raptors 123-107 over the Nets. Van Fleet had 16 points for Toronto. Kyrie 19 for the Nets in the loss. Lakers Warriors again. They've played multiple times this week. That one starts at the bottom of the hour. So Jamie Eisenberg at the top of the hour at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. You got a call to get on with Jamie. And then at 11.40 East, David Grubb at Crescent City Sports. It's all happening tonight on a pain-free Friday on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So there were suggestions today uh, by Mike uh, Florio. Remember, he used to do the show a lot, Mafia. But he's saying that uh, should the Chiefs trade for Marcus Mariota, even though the uh, Chiefs have said that Matt Moore is their guy. And, you know, this guy's talking about Mariota has the athleticism to operate the Kansas City offense. He can win in Kansas City. The Titans beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead in the last game of Alex Smith's tenure with the team. Uh, It says, you know, he's better than Matt Moore. So... He was 9 of 18 for 60 yards, an average of uh, three yards a pop. He had one great play to Tyreek Hill. That's what made the difference. 
And um, Reed also could make Mariota into the guy he was supposed to be when he was drafted in 2015, but has never become that guy. The Chiefs' plan uh, is Matt Moore and Kyle Shermer. I don't even know who that is. Kyle Shermer. <laughs> that Pat's kid. <laughs> All I know is, uh, do you think they should trade for Mariota? Or Eli I, or something like I, that? I do not. No, uh, just stick with Matt Moore. Especially since it's going to be a... Three games. Yeah, it's three games. You're five and two. What are they right now? Four and two? Four five and two. two. They're five and two right now. They're um, they're in first. Yeah, I I don't they don't have anybody really pressing them right now. The Chargers are off to a bad start. The Broncos suck. The Raiders are three and two, but you've already beat them. And and I I think that if you know it's going to be three or four weeks, I think you try to get by with Matt, and uh, and just do it that way. I think that's what they're going to try to do. Thomas in Louisville, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, man. Uh, just want to get your take, man, on the. Uh, game tomorrow um i know we got a big game with clemson um i know we we played a lot better this year i think than uh most uh, most people actually even thought um so I, I my personal belief i would say you know if i if i was betting i would bet against the spread you know 24 because i think you know it's it's a noon game you know with with uh a lot of a lot of teams come out flat you know on the road i know they're defending champs but um uh, I think a lot of teams just come out flat on the road in noon games, and then the fact that um, you know we we do play inspired football, you know, and uh, run a good scheme on offense and defense both. Um, I think we're going to give them a little trouble, and I want to see if maybe you agreed with a take, you know, of uh, maybe having Scott Satterfield as the uh, midseason uh, ACC Coach of the Year, just because of how well you know they have played this year. So. Uh, you know, just would love to hear what you. What yeah, you I don't know about handing out awards uh, to the coach, but uh, I, look, they have uh, covered a lot. Uh, they've covered four times, failed twice. Uh, every game they won, obviously, they uh, covered in, and um, you know they lost to Notre Dame, thirty-five seventeen. And then they beat Eastern Kentucky, beat Western Kentucky, lost to Florida State. That was a um, 11-point game. They beat BC, and then they went and won a huge game last week at Wake Forest. So that was impressive because Wake was undefeated, I think, going into that game. And Louisville put 62 on them. So they can obviously score, and it comes down to this. Uh, they have been performing in every single uh, you know, ACC game. So even in that uh, Notre Dame game, they would have covered. They would, If you give them 24 in that game, they would have covered. They would have covered in every single game in the ACC. So you might be right. I mean, Clemson's going to beat them, I would think, you know, without a doubt. Uh, but then again, I thought they'd beat North Carolina. They beat them by one, and North Carolina went for the two to win the game and failed, so... As far as I'm concerned, North Carolina had them right where they wanted them. That would have been, uh, in my opinion, bigger than the South Carolina upset of Georgia if North Carolina would have beat Clemson. I think it would have been fantastic for college football. You know, now that Georgia's lost, I would love to see Clemson lose. I would love to see LSU beat Alabama. Uh, I want to see it all. I want to see upsets. 
and then see how the committee deals with it accordingly, to be honest with you. But that number might be uh, juicy for you. Uh, I could see taking the 24, uh, you know, just based on the way they played in all the ACC games. Jimmy in Oklahoma. Oh, all right. Uh, 855-212-4227. So, um, I don't know. Who do you think? Do you think uh, Louisville will give Clemson a game? I don't. I think that Clemson will win comfortably. I think they'll cover. So you think, like, just like, um, yeah. I I, I, I think it. that Clemson got their one, um, you know, ACC scare against a not-great team already this year, North Carolina. I, I think they got their scare. And so now they got their house in order. Mafia, Clemson, or Louisville, that number. I laid it, but I now, you know, the— the more that I've seen uh, these these odds uh, of what they've done in ACC games in terms of the spreads, that that's uh, problematic for me. They've been in every game. They have been, and they've put up a lot of points the last couple of weeks. But, I mean, to me, the big thing that we're going to look at to see what they're going to do more so is going to be that Notre Dame game, and that's the one game that they didn't really score. When they played a good defense, they didn't put up all those points. When playing Eastern but they would have covered. Western Kentucky, they would have covered. They would have covered, but Clemson's a better team than Notre Dame. They're going to let them score less, and they're going to put up more than Notre Dame did. So Notre Dame put up 35. Clemson's going to put up, what, 50? I think so, yeah. All right, Jimmy in Oklahoma. Somebody in the Yankee organization needs to fly Mariano Duncan down to Houston and talk to these Yankees and explain to them we win today, we play today, we win today, that's it. And sooner or later... Garrett Cole's got to come out flat. I mean, enough's enough with this guy. I mean, enough's enough. All right, so wait a minute. All right, so I get the whole Mariano Duncan thing. And what was the other thing you said to me about what? Garrett Cole sooner or later has to come out flat. One of the, I mean, enough's enough with this guy. Uh, listen, I mean, how many, how let, many let me, games are you going to win in a row? Well, uh, listen, anyone, I, so I learned my lesson the hard way the other night. I bet against him. And I lost money. So you keep uh, betting against him. See how that goes for you. Jimmy, can, we, can they the win tomorrow? The guy hasn't. He hasn't win lost a first? game since July. Okay, but how about winning tomorrow first? No, he's, he's already, already got that. About Cole he, on he's Sunday. already got that in the bag. Win tomorrow first and then roll the dice on Sunday. That's Stop already. Stop worrying about is Cole, you know, is Cole due to win or lose game? You're not facing Cole tomorrow. You're facing the Astros bullpen. Go in tomorrow and then you can spend 24 hours worrying about Cole. Not only that, he's got to come out flat sometime. He did come out flat. And then still kicked their ass. Right. Tuesday had, was his, flat. He had his worst outing, and he still won. He walked a bunch of guys, and they couldn't take advantage. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. Don't forget Jamie Eisenberg at the top of the hour. Call at the top of the hour to get on with Jamie about your fantasy leagues. Uh, 855-212-4227 is the number to get on the bench. All my college picks are up and pros for football this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. All the plays are up. Pharrellonthebench.com. You get it all. Hockey, boxing, MMA, basketball, NBA starts next week. Pharrellonthebench.com rules every play every day. Big changes coming in November. It'll make it even better for you, the site. Pharrellonthebench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. I'm watching uh, the UFC tonight. Where is this uh, card taking place? Boston. Oh, in Boston. There you go. I'm watching Greg Hardy fight right now in the heavyweight division mafia. The former 
troubled Carolina Panther who became an MMA fighter after he was basically done in the NFL, right? He had problems in the NFL. Didn't they kick him out of the NFL? They tried, and then uh, it got struck down a couple games. He was like a whole season or something like that. They knocked down like six or something like that. Uh, the Cowboys signed him, played like half a season for them, but just wasn't the same at all. wasn't nearly as good after all his drama in the courtroom. So they got rid of him, and no one ever signed him afterwards. just wasn't worth it. So what do you think of him as an MMA fighter? Uh, he's been all right so far. I mean, they're putting him up against guys who are going to let him stand there and take his head off. I mean, he's had a couple – uh, five and one so far. His only loss was a, a disqualification for illegal knees. The guy was down. And he's blasting him back when they were fighting in Brooklyn. So, you know, they put these heavyweights in front of him. They're just going to throw down, and he's been able to take the punishment and dish out his own enough to knock them out. We'll see if he ever makes it up to the upper ranks. You know, if he fights guys that can, you know, dodge his just looping overhands and then clock him, it's going to be a problem. They find guys that are going to take him down and you know, put him on the mat on his back, it's going to be a problem. He's pretty big. He is, for sure. I mean, he was always a bigger guy, and after the NFL, it's just, you know, ballooned up even more. He's right at the weight limit. He weighs in at 265 usually, so he's all the uh, all the weight that you can be for an MMA fighter. It's really? Down, probably, yeah. Why, what is that? They have a limit? The heavyweight limit is 265, unless they, someone has super heavyweight, but I don't think anybody does. Really? So if you're over 265, the UFC won't let you fight? No, I mean that's the weight limit set by the boxing commissions. Back in the day, some guys would you know, like. I thought heavyweights could be whatever they wanted. Nope, it's two hundred six to two sixty five. That's why even Brock Lesnar would have to drop like. So two hundred five is the light heavy t- uh, tap out. Yeah, two hundred six of his non-title. Right. So, are there other good fights on this card tonight? Like, are we yeah, getting- yeah, the Weidman versus Reyes fight coming up. Uh, there's also. Uh, another decent fight after this one that I'm forgetting offhand, but it's it's all right. There's actually even a really good fight, a title fight, a unification fight on uh, ESPN right now. I think that uh, fight, I can't even... Oh, you also have the rematch of uh, Rodriguez-Stevens after the IPOC in Mexico. They're rematching that one. Oh, are they fighting tonight? That's the next fight, yeah. And then Stevens had to stop the fight because he got gouged in the eye, right? Right, and it- and uh, Rodriguez didn't believe it and was saying he'd fly to his doctor's appointment to see if he's actually any damage or, you know, he thought he was faking to get out of it. And there was all that drama. That's where they, you know, were throwing things at the ring after the fight was called. Didn't he show up at uh, the press conference wearing eye goggles? They had problems in the hotel. They, you know, they had to be separated. So they don't like each other. No, they don't. So it should be a good fight. As long as people keep their hands out of their eyes. Well, I don't think he tried to do it intentionally, do no, you? No, no, that's the problem with the MMA gloves, is that when guys reach out, you know, your fingers are exposed, so it's easy to poke the guys. A lot of these guys put their hands out to block punches, and it's ended up poking the guys in the eye. Uh, Gary in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Gary. Hey. Yes, sir. You're hey, on. Thanks for uh, addressing my call. Yeah, man. Hey, I just wanted to say something about uh, Patrick Mahomes. Gosh, we're all going to miss him. Well, 90% of the fans are going to miss him for a few weeks um, because he's so exciting. Right. But what do you think that does for the Oakland Raiders? Well, I think one of the advantages, a good question, one of the advantages that the Raiders have is that, believe it or not, is that the uh, Packers are all kinds of banged up right now, right? They have uh, they have receiver problems. Like, their whole receiving core is out. Every single guy is injured. 
So they're trying to figure out what they're going to do on Sunday against the Raiders. Uh, who's Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? Now, I'm sure they're going to figure it out, and somebody will be out there catching passes because Rodgers knows how to put the, the bread in the basket. But they're not the same team, you know, without all these guys, Adams and everybody. They're, you know what I mean? They, they, got, uh, they got situations uh, in their receiving department right now with injuries. So, it, it, you know, at the very least, it opens up the door a little bit for the uh, Raiders. The Raiders also have problems, right? I was telling you about last night, one of their receivers got plantar fascia, so they got, they got their own issues. But remember, they went to Indy and won, and the Colts are certainly a lot better team than they are, you would think, right? On paper, the Colts are better, but the Raiders beat them. Do you think the Raiders have a shot, Carver High, at Lambeau Field against the uh, shorthanded Packers? I do. I think they do have a shot. I like them with the points, and I think that they do have a chance to win the game outright. I mean, they have, uh, you know, here's the deal. Uh Devontae Adams won't play. Geronimo Allison is doubtful. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, you know, is game-time decision. They can only have one of their three starting receivers at best for this game. Scantling was asked about his, uh, what's worse, his knee or his ankle. He said both. He said adrenaline got him through the game last week. And he's hoping Treatment can get him on the field for this weekend. But Allison's got a concussion, scantling the ankle, knee, and Adams uh, is out for the third straight week. If not, it'll be Alan uh, uh, Lazard, Jake uh, Kumaro, Darius Shepard, and Ryan Grant. That'll be your receiving core. And, and look, I'm not going to deny that it's uh, – a concern for the Chiefs to not have him for three weeks. But at worst, I guess, if they lost all three, they'd still be 5-5, five and five, right? If they lost all three games, I don't even see that happening. They won the game against the Broncos with more. I don't see why they can't, let's say, win one or two of the games. If he's out three, win two of them, and it's, you know, you don't even feel the cut, the you know, the bleeding. You, you might see some blood, but you're not going to feel it. Uh, I honestly, I think that they'll get over it, to be honest with you. But I don't like their, uh, you know, I'm not buying their defense because of last night because I think the Broncos are uh, pathetic, basically. So I am not buying that the Chiefs have a good defense. I have seen enough of that Chiefs defense to be unimpressed completely of who they can stop, which, you know, what I saw the Texans do to them, uh, you know what I mean, was very impressive. So the Texans went to Arrowhead and beat them, so anything's possible. And uh, I don't like their defense, so I'm not uh, feeling the you know Chiefs as a Super Bowl team. I'm not feeling it, you know. And if this guy's out, let's say he's out longer than three weeks. Let's say he's out five weeks. Then it starts becoming a real problem. I mean, don't you think, Moff? Yeah, that'll be a big problem. I mean, they got a tough next two games coming up with the Packers and Vikings. Uh, both of those are home, but we also saw that it doesn't matter if it's at home. They can still lose those games. Both those have, you know, teams that are running the ball pretty well, and that's been the problem with their defense is you just keep pounding the ball and their defense eventually breaks. So if those guys can do that and control the game, especially the Packers with the better defense, well, both those actually with really good defenses, they're going to give more problems because the key for not necessarily Packers because Aaron Rodgers can come back in any game. He's never out of a game, especially when the flags help him out. But the Vikings, if you get them down, that's when they have a problem because then Kirk Cousins tries to throw the ball around and turns it over. 
if you let those teams hang around and be in a game and or even play ahead and they can just run the ball, that's when you're in trouble. So those might be tough for them. But the third game is the Titans, where it's going to be the big thing is if you can come back after those three, then you get into the division again with Chargers, Raiders, and then some, you know uh, Patriots after that. So you can get by those three. If you go one and two, it's not terrible. But you need him back after that. And they also have Chad Henney in the background. Remember, he uh, broke his ankle in the preseason. But they're saying that he's close. So it's not the most dire of situations I've ever seen. What do you think of Ohio State, the pasting they're putting on Northwestern at Ryan Field? Now it's 38-3 with nine and change left in the third. I mean, you know, at this rate, they're going to score 60. And that's what they've been pretty much doing to everybody. I mean, a couple years ago, maybe you said, okay, Northwestern has such a great defense that you know maybe they'll slow them down a little bit and cover. They're just not the same team under Fitzgerald right now. They've had some good games here and there, like Wisconsin. But the thing against Wisconsin is, you know what they're going to do. They're not a team that's going to open it up and start torching you downfield. They're going to keep pounding it with Taylor. So if you load the box, you know you can stop them a little bit if you control the lanes and the gaps and things like that. Ohio State has so many dimensions on offense. You just don't know how to guard them. Do you you know the bottom line is? Do you think that uh, this guy Pat Fitzgerald is starting to look like he's not doing a good job in uh, Chicago? I mean, they love Fitzgerald right at Northwestern, but all they do is lose. Have you noticed? Like he's not winning. They're one and four now. They're going to be one and five. And I'm you know at some point do people start saying uh, we've had enough of Pat Fitzgerald? You know that's one of those schools that you don't expect too much from him. I think he had such a good run there for a couple of years that he has a little leeway for now. I mean, if he becomes three, four, five years in a row, just them being terrible, then they might finally push him out. But that's not a, it's a smart school. You're not one of these, you know, ones where you're demanding huge success from your football program. You oh, here we go again. Nice. Here we go again. So, so you're telling me that uh, because the kids are smart that they should lose? No, it's because the school puts more focus on the academics than the football team is what I'm saying. So they're going to let the coach lose no matter what. It just doesn't matter. Not that because, let them because lose, as long as they, they get a good education. That's that if they suck for like five years straight, then they'll get rid of well, them. Well, they but have sucked for five they, years you straight. You know, if he go bounces back and forth every couple of years, then they'll let it go. No, but he has sucked. They, they they have sucked. They have not been good, and this is continuing now for a couple of seasons now. And I, I just, you know, I think at some point, are you willing to say that you're just going to let the guy keep losing? He's had he's he's been he was good. nine and five he's last year, ten and three the year before. He's won 10 games a couple times. I, I mean, I just. So yeah. this year is just a wash, and they're, and they're not going to do anything to him. He's actually been better the last five to seven years than he was in his first five to seven years. Look, I, it's hard. You're, you're competing with Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, all these teams. Um, and he, you know, there's other teams in that league that don't consistently win eight, nine, ten games every year. Uh, you know, for – and. Like Mavi said, for what they, you know, the academic part of it, I'd say that that's, that's pretty damn good. They're having a bad year this year, I'm not going to deny. They're having a bad they're year. They're having a bad night tonight. And they're getting well, whacked. Who doesn't have a bad night against Ohio State so far this year? Do you remember last night, weren't people calling up here telling me that Northwestern was going to cover the 28? I thought they'd hang around. I, I really did. I mean, they're getting destroyed, and there's still tons of time left in this game. Just so you know, the podcast of the show comes out after the show on Twitter at Scott Farrell at On The Bench CBS and on Facebook.com slash Farrell On The Bench. And we put it out the next day as well. So tomorrow it'll be out in, at some point or another in the morning. 
So you can listen to the podcast of the show. It's like two hours, 10, 15 minutes, two and, two and change. And uh, no commercials. It's awesome. Check out the podcast on uh, PharrellOnTheBench.com on Twitter and Facebook that we put out after the show every night and the next day. Also, you can listen to the show without preemption, without, you know, because sometimes we'll turn on the station, there'll be sports on, play-by-play on, a football game, basketball game, hockey game, whatever. Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, and there's no Pharrell. Well, then you just go to Radio.com. They've got all four hours. No questions asked. Radio.com app is free. You'll love it. Just favorite CBS Sports Radio. Also, we're on Sirius XM app and the CBS Sports app. All those are uh, free. Uh, Sirius XM, you got to pay, I think, to have the uh, online service. And then uh, Ask Alexa, also curious. Just say, play CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.